Get ready to experience and receive the grace you long for from the heart of God. Welcome to Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan. Carla is a wife and mother, international speaker, minister, and engaging storyteller known for her transparency with an impactful testimony of how God has transformed her own life. Her desire is to connect you with the heart of God and the truth of how He truly loves and sees you. If you're hurt, if you're broken, if you yearn for God's love and acceptance, let the healing begin. Now, here's Carla Swanigan. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Scandalous Grace. I'm Carla Swanigan. I'm so glad you're joining us. Today on the show, we're going to talk about dirty little secrets, silencing the voice of guilt and shame in our lives. We're actually going to be picking up a little bit where we left off in chapter nine of the book of John on the last show. And don't worry. If you missed last week's show, you can still listen by going to my website, carlaswanigan.com, or even on my Carla Swanigan Ministries podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So, okay, if you have your Bibles handy, turn with me to John chapter 9. We're going to pick up right around verse 30, and I want to give you a little background of what's happening in this part of the text. Jesus has just done this amazing miracle by healing a man that's been blind since birth. I mean, literally, this guy's never seen a sunrise. He's never seen the face of his parents. I mean, he's seen nothing at all his entire life. Can you even imagine that? So Jesus heals him, and instead of being happy and astonished at this incredible healing, the Pharisees, a.k.a. the religious people, they're all angry and offended that Jesus broke the law by healing the blind man on the Sabbath. So all they cared about was that he did it on the Sabbath. So these religious people start interrogating this man, this man's parents. And then, I mean, they basically threatened to throw them out of the church if they didn't say all the right things. And now they're beginning to interrogate the man who's just been healed. They're interrogating him again too. Okay. So are you with me? Let's pick up and we'll just pick up right at verse 34 as they're, judging and accusing him. And these are the religious Jewish leaders speaking to him. Some of the Jewish leaders were enraged and said to him, just who do you think you are to lecture us? You were born a blind, filthy sinner. So they threw the man out on the street. And this, my friends, is the enemy's favorite way to bring guilt and shame on us. Who do you think you are? This is his tried and true go-to accusation every single time. And you know, the Bible tells us in Revelation chapter 12 that the enemy is actually called the accuser of the brethren because he's continually accusing us before the Father in heaven. And I don't know about you, but he's like accusing me in my head too, like trying to make me feel guilty and shameful about things. Like even this morning, I was woke up out of a dead sleep by accusations at like 5 a.m. I'm like sound asleep and all of a sudden like this movie of my life memories from when I was like 19 years old parting it up in college being wild and crazy making horrible decisions it started playing like a movie reel over and over in my mind and it's no coincidence that it happened today because I'm recording the show today and so the devil was trying to say to me and he was saying to me who do you think you are Carla you know, you're just trash. You have no business speaking to anyone. You're a horrible person. You've made tons of mistakes. You're no good. You're a loser. 
And those are the kind of things that he gets at us with. And he starts, um, it is, it's really like a track that just plays over and over. But you know what I did? I got up, I made my coffee, I went and sat in my sunroom, and I started remembering who God says I am. I didn't sit there and agree with the enemy. I didn't go, oh, that's right, yeah, I'm a total loser. I did all those things. Because the truth of the matter is, I did do all those things. Because thanks to Jesus, though, hello, the cross, the scandalous grace of the cross, I'm redeemed. I'm covered in the blood of Jesus. That's all taken care of. I'm forgiven. And here's the deal. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and see, the new has come. We're all brand new because we've received Jesus Christ as our Savior. We're all covered in the perfect, flawless blood of Jesus. And listen, the enemy will try and tell you that you're not worthy, that you're not worthy to do whatever he's called, that whatever God's called you to do, that you have no right to be doing it, that you don't deserve to be healed if you're dealing with sickness in your life, that you don't deserve that financial breakthrough, um, that you don't deserve a miracle because of your past, because of your history, because of the decisions and choices that you've made. But I'm here today to tell you the truth. None of us deserve any of those things. It's all by the incredible, scandalous grace of God that we receive any good thing. And all good and perfect gifts come from the Father of lights above. You know, and in God's kingdom, I know from personal experience that your past does not determine your future. You know, even for me, I mean, part of my testimony, if you've never heard my testimony before, I mean, I came to the Lord when I was really young. I got saved as a kid. I grew up in the Southern Baptist Church down in the South where I'm from. I was raised in the church. I was totally involved in all the classes in my youth ministry. I even felt God called me into ministry when I was at youth camp one year. You know, and how many of us have that story? Like, let's just give some praise to youth camp. How many people have connected with God and can say, yeah, it all started at youth camp. I meet so many people every day that, that God really connects with them. But I walked away from God in high school because it just, it wasn't cool. And because of some other circumstances in my life, I just decided that being a Christ follower didn't look that cool in front of all my popular friends. And I wanted to fit in. And I wanted to have fun. You know, my mom raised me really strict. I mean, my mom was smart. She knew what was up. She knew that I was getting into all kinds of ungodly things. And she kept a close eye on me and a short leash. But by the time I got to college, I really broke out and made tons of bad decisions and tons of mistakes, you know, that the enemy loves to still haunt me with to this day, you know. But God still pursued me, and he forgave me. And now I'm in full-time ministry, just like God told me in junior high that was going to happen. So he never gives up on us, and he's so good. His grace and his love is so good. Psalms 103.12 tells us and promises us, actually, that God has removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. So when the enemy starts reminding you of all you've done wrong, every shameful mistake of your past, just remember what Paul says in Romans 8, verse 1. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And condemnation is just a fancy word for like guilt and shame. Um, Jesus will bring conviction to us when we're, you know, jacking things up and making a huge mistake. But the enemy will bring that ugly word, condemnation, which feels a lot different than conviction. You know, when Jesus convicts me of something, 
I'm like, oh gosh, you know what? You're right, Lord. I shouldn't have said that. That wasn't very empowering to her. That wasn't even nice. Like I need to apologize and I need to make that right. And I feel good about it. Like I feel good about him correcting me about it. I want to go and make it right. Like I have the the heart and the energy and the motive behind it to go and fix it, you know? But when I hear it from the enemy, it sounds totally different. It doesn't say to me, you did something wrong. What condemnation says to me is you are something wrong. You are awful. You should be ashamed. You are guilty. You are trash. That's what the enemy's voice sounds like. That's what condemnation sounds like. That's not the voice of Jesus. So when you hear that other voice, just tell it to shut up because that's not even the Lord. You're the beloved child of the Most High God. You're chosen. You're holy. You're set aside as a vessel for his purposes. You're covered in the perfect, all-powerful blood of Jesus. That's who you are, my friend. And sometimes we just need to remember the truth. You know, um, even as I was driving to the studio today to to do the recording, that reel started playing back, the one I mentioned earlier, it started playing back in my head, memories of my past, mistakes I've made, um, like literal visual scenes. I could imagine them as if they were happening again. And it was just the stupid devil trying to jack with me so I wouldn't feel confident about coming and sharing my heart with you guys and talking to you about the love and grace of Jesus. So what did I do? I turned on my jam in the car and rocked it out the whole way here. You know, I listened to songs like Gold by Brittany, um, Brittany Nicole. She's awesome. I love that song. If you haven't heard that song, check it out. It's all about identity in Christ. It's so good. And just songs like that, you know, just kind of psych myself up and remind myself about the truth of how God sees me and who he says I am. And, you know, the truth of the matter is, you guys, that Jesus did it all for us on the cross. It's not about what we did or didn't do. You know, I said this before and I'll say it again. It's all about the scandalous grace of Jesus. It's the finished work of the cross that silences once and for all that accusing voice of guilt and shame that tries to come in and lie to us. And so Joyce Myers has this great devotional that really helps me. And I think that um, it would help you guys if you want to check it out. Again, you can Google it. It's on Amazon. It's everywhere. It's on her website, JoyceMeyer.org. She's been somebody that's really um, given me practical ways to know my identity in Christ and to remind myself of who God says I am. And she has this whole awesome list of scriptures that you can look up on JoyceMeyer.org, and it's called Knowing Who I Am in Christ. And I'm just going to read a few of these scriptures to you guys so that you can kind of feel the weight and the power and the authority that's on his word, because that his word is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, starting between soul and spirit, bone and marrow, even to the very intents of the heart. That's how powerful his word is. And so the bottom line about that is just in practical terms, when you speak his word out over yourself, you're speaking the living word of God. And it tells us in the Bible that it never returns void, right? So everything that you say, every truth that you speak, it's like a literal thing in the air that goes out like an arrow to do what God intended it for. So let me just read some of these scriptures over you. And I encourage you, if you have a chance to get on her website, I'll try and put a link to this on my website after the show airs um, so that you ha- you can download these and print them out. I hang them in my bathroom. I put them in my purse. Just have them with you somewhere when, when those lies come into your head about guilt and shame 
and all the lies of the enemy, you can have these words to speak out. And it does so much good, you guys, to speak out the truth. It'll really change your atmosphere. I promise. So let me just read a few of these. Colossians 2 verse 10. I am complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. Ephesians 2 verse 5. I am alive with Christ. Romans 8 2. I am free from the law of sin and death. Ephesians 1 4 and 1 Peter 1 16. I am holy and without blame before him in love. And one of my favorites, Philippians 4 verse 7. I have the peace of God that passes all understanding. And one more, Romans 5 17. I have received the gift of righteousness and reign as a king in life by Jesus Christ. And so those are just a few of those. I think it's like two or three pages if you print it out. And I think it's so, so helpful. So let's just say this. Let's say that the next time you're hearing that voice in your head, instead of agreeing with it, instead of getting into that place of feeling like heavy with guilt and shame, you're just going to tell the devil to shut up because he's a liar. And you're going to speak these words of truth over yourself. And you're going to draw near to God because he definitely wants to draw near to you. And you're just going to receive what he has for you. You're going to receive your miracle if you need a miracle in your body or if you need healing in your body or you need breakthrough in your life. And you're going to receive it, you guys, not because of anything you did or didn't do, but because of the absolutely scandalous grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and all that he died to give you. And all you have to do is receive it, not because of you, but because of him. Because it tells us in the word that by his stripes we are healed and that he came to heal the brokenhearted and he came to set the captive free. So just receive whatever it is that you need from him in those moments. Just start today by doing that. And here's some action plans to silence that guilt and shame. First of all, don't listen to those lies that come into your head. Don't watch those old movie reels that try and play over and over in your mind. Speak out loud God's truth over yourself and quote scriptures of who God says you are because you are beautiful, you are chosen, and you are holy unto God. I mean, say out loud to yourself, I am forgiven in Christ Jesus. I am who God says I am. Because like I said before, here's the deal. The devil is a liar. Don't listen to him. And by all means, don't ever agree with him. He's such an idiot. Um, Let me tell you a little story about that. I was a guest recently on another um, show here on 94.7 The Word. And it was my first time to be a guest on that show. And we had talked a little bit um, together with the host, what I was going to talk about. And so I came prepared. She wanted me to talk about my marriage and and the way God healed it and just some of the amazing miracles that he's done in my life and in my marriage, which we'll talk about here on this show another time. But so I went that day totally prepared to talk about my marriage and what God had done. But then when I got here, she said, you know what, Carla, I really feel like um, after I prayed about it today, I really feel like that God wants you to talk about the stuff that happened in your childhood. And I was like, oh, yeah, I really don't want to talk about that. (laughs) And she's like, no, I really, I mean, you don't have to, but I really feel like that's, 
you know, what God wants to do today. I feel like there's people that are going to be listening that really need to hear your story, that really need to hear about it. And so I prayed for a second and just kind of checked in my spirit, like, oh, God, I'm not ready for this, but if this is what you want me to do. And I really felt like in that moment that it was, you know, I felt like he said, just roll with it, you know. And so basically my story that I shared that day is that when I was really young, I mean really young, like eight years old, um, I was molested by an adult relative, adult male in our extended family that was visiting us. And um, no adults were home. It was just me and him. It was this horrible nightmare thing. And um, what happened to me that day was that man lied to me and told me that what happened to me, what he had done to me was my fault and that it was because I was dirty and because I was a bad girl and I deserved it. And he also told me if I told anyone that he would hurt me again. And so when you hear those kind of things, for those of you who have been through any kind of sexual abuse of any kind by an adult in authority, you know how that can really jack with you. Um, It has long-term effects that you need counseling and healing and lots and lots of prayer and time with the Holy Spirit um, to bring truth and healing into your heart. And since then, I've gotten all those things. But at that point in my life, um, I didn't have anybody to turn to about that. You know, it was my secret. It was my dirty little secret. And it brought so much shame and guilt on me. I can't even tell you guys. And like I said, I know there are lots of people listening who have been through this and you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, Now as an adult, as a grown woman, I know that there's no way that there's anything I ever could have done to cause that man to do those horrible things. But as a little girl, I didn't know that. I didn't understand that. I believed him when he said that because he was a grown up. And I let the enemy lie to me because I was just a little kid. And he is such a loser, you guys. The enemy, he doesn't play fair. And he jacks with little kids and lies to us and says horrible things. And that's why it's so important to recognize the truth about who God says we are and to not carry that shame and guilt with us forever. You know, and I was finally able to get some counseling as an adult and get into a really Christ-centered faith-based church that um, walked me through some deep healing and God brought some amazing men and women into my life that were able to speak truth to me and pray with me and um, just kind of walk me through that journey of healing. So if you're listening to this and that's your story too, something similar like that, and you haven't had the opportunity to share your secret and to get any healing, um, the best way to start your walk to freedom is to share your story with somebody that you consider to be a safe, godly person. Don't hold it all in. Don't carry that shame. Don't walk in guilt. Remember the truth about who God says you are, the things we talked about in the earlier part of the show. Remember the truth about how God sees you. Speak these scriptures over yourself. Like I said, get some really great God people to counsel you, to pray with you, to bring healing into your life. And so all that being said, I shared that stuff on her show that day. And after the show, I mean, it was only, seriously, you guys, it was like five minutes. It was really quick. I don't even know if I got to speak for five minutes. It was so fast. It was really quick. And I, I left and she walked me out and she's like, that was awesome. That was great. You know, um, I think it was really good. And I was like, oh, I don't know. It felt kind of like rushed and weird. 
you know, to share something like that in such a short amount of time. I don't know if, you know, it was tied up in a neat little bow at the end. And she goes, oh, no, that's just the enemy line. Do you don't listen to that? And she was awesome. She prayed with me. And she's like, don't listen to that. And I was like, okay, you're right. But I tell you what, I wasn't five minutes down the road leaving the studio before I started hearing in my head, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have told your business on radio. You shouldn't have been so vulnerable. You shouldn't have been so transparent. You shouldn't have shared that. People are going to think bad things about you. You, you know, in the words of some of my Southern friends, you look like a hussy. You know, you look like white trash sitting there sharing all of your past and your history and your shame and your guilt. And you guys, I bought into it for three days. For three days, I was under this cloud of shame and guilt. It's like I'd forgotten everything I'd ever learned about not listening to the enemy, about not partnering with the voice of shame and guilt. I forgot all of my scripture work, everything that I knew to battle it. I just forgot it. And I just came under this whole cloud of heaviness and guilt and shame. And I was terrified of her show airing. And then finally, like by the day her show aired, three days later, I was so nervous. I was so full of fear and shame and guilt that I was literally crying that morning when I woke up. And then you know what happened? God is so sweet. He's so awesome. He always covers us, you guys. He's so good. He's so full of grace. He had a few of my friends call me and pray for me. And then the show aired and my husband listened to it with me and he was like, oh my gosh, that was awesome. I thought you sounded great. You know, you're going to help so many people. That was so good. And I even had a girlfriend that called me up right after it aired, like within seconds of it airing. She heard it on the radio and she called me up and she was in tears. And she's like, you have no idea how that ministered to me. You have no idea how that brought healing to my heart. You have no idea what God did in that four minute, five minute message from you to bring me freedom and to bring me healing. And if it was worth it for her, it was it, the whole thing. It was worth it for one person is what I'm trying to say, all of it. But next time, it was a good lesson for me to remember not to believe those lies that, you know, I should be ashamed and I'm guilty and I'm not good. I'm going to try really hard not to do that again. And that's what I hope the message you're getting from me today is use your scriptures, download that stuff I told you about get in the word. Remember that you're a new creation in him. Remember that your past does not determine your future. And remember not to listen to those lies of the enemy. Don't partner with shame and guilt. Just silence that voice. Don't listen to it. Just shut it down. Remember the devil is a liar. And I want to pray for you right now. But before I do, I want to tell you about something really cool that I get to be a part of. I'm going to be the guest speaker at the Darling Retreat. It's gonna be up at the Charter Resort in Beaver Creek. And ladies, it is gorgeous. This is a women's retreat. They have a spa up there. It is a stunning scenery. And you know, from time to time, every woman needs to get away to be refreshed, to experience revival within, and most importantly, to be reminded that she is God's darling. And that's why I've teamed up with the Darling Retreat, hosted by Saturday Night Supper Club, where I will be the guest speaker to help women tend their souls while spending time away with God. And as women, we know we need this. So they've created a weekend getaway to come away. And this unforgettable weekend will be filled with an outpouring of the Father's love and promises, reminding you that you are his darling 
It's open to all ladies. The Darling Retreat will be August the 18th through the 20th at the Charter Resort in Beaver Creek. And for more information, you can visit my webpage at carlaswanigan.com where you'll find out more information. You'll see a link to register and more information for the event. We would also love it if you would email us about the show today at scandalousgrace at carlaswanigan.com. We would love to partner with you in prayer and hear the great testimonies of what God's doing in your life. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Carla Swanigan Ministries. And so now I just want to pray for you. And I just want to thank you for joining us again this week. But Father God, I just want to pray right now that everyone listening would fully receive the scandalous grace of the cross and no longer listen to the lies and accusations of our enemy. But we would remember it's because of Jesus and Jesus alone, and that we would receive everything you have for us, our healings, our breakthrough, our miracle, that we would receive your love, Jesus. And finally, I pray Ephesians 3, verse 18 and 19, that we would be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. God bless you guys. Have a great week. We hope you were blessed by today's episode of Scandalous Grace with Carlos Swanigan. Please go to carlaswanigan.com to listen to podcasts, see where Carla will be speaking, and to find out about all of Carla Swanigan Ministries' resources, including her video devotional series. Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Please go to carlaswanigan.com for ways you can partner with Carla in reaching listeners with God's love and grace. Please join us again next Saturday at 4 p.m. for Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan.